guys, this is Period Sis, the podcast where we talk about all kinds of things from mental health to spirituality to physical health, sexuality, and all kinds all of other things. So my name is Charisma. I'm a DBH graduate. I have my doctoral degree in behavioral health, and I'm also a mental health clinician. And it's Chevy, and I am an administrative supervisor at a behavioral health clinic. We can't wait for you to check out our podcast. Thanks, you guys, for joining in. We hope you enjoy it. And please um, do send us your requests or your topics. Yeah, whatever. All that other ish, like we just said, you know. (laughs) Hit us up. Love you. Thank you, guys. Hello, hello, you guys. What is up with these? How's everybody's 2021 been going thus far? Look, let me tell you why I'm so excited. Because we sticking to the plan. <laughs> like, we are making things happen. We decided that we're going to make sure that we can find the time to uh, give y'all some good episodes. And today I'm excited because I started my Sunday off really well. And... um. I'm just excited because we're going to talk about relationships today and situationships and friendships and all that other good stuff. All those ships, right? (laughs) Yes, all those ships. (laughs) You got to love it when a plan comes together how you want it to. Absolutely. And what's absolutely uh, confirming about this, what we're going to talk about today, is a message that I was just listening to um, and how they were talking about... um, we're in a pandemic so we're going to focus on pandemic so we're going to focus on setting those plans putting them in motion and let's get started with today i'm excited where do we start sis all right so let's just talk about um so how many of us are guilty of staying in situations or relationships or friendships that we knew were not healthy I think we all have. <laughs> My hands <laughs> up. You can't. Yeah, like if right. y'all don't raise y'all hand, y'all lying. You and, and that's horrible. Don't lie to yourself now. Just can't <laughs> nobody else see you or whatever. Don't <laughs> lie to yourself. Keep it real with yourself. You know, it has been times um, that I've found myself in relationships and I just kept asking myself why. Like the older I've gotten, thank God for the knowledge that he's given me um, to say, to give me a spirit of discernment to be able to figure out or ask him for guidance on who needs to be in my life and what are you bringing to my life? If you're only bringing negativity, um, if you're bringing me down, if my spirit is low, if when I talk to you, you transform the person that I am to who I need to be to be dealing with you, guess what? It's time to let go of those those old cycles and let's break those patterns. That's what we're going to talk about today, girl. Ooh, child, I literally know about this from experience. I pretty much had to be hit in the face with a stop sign for, <laughs> for me right? to get it. The <laughs> Lord is like, here's the sign, here's the sign, here's the sign. I'm like, eh, that's not the sign I need. And finally, it was just like, bam. You know? Bam, yeah. <laughs> here's the sign you need. I'm like, all right, all right, I'm listening. I hear you. The car is not moving no more. Exactly. You have hit the hole and the tire is stuck. Okay, like there, there's no more movement in this relationship. So, y'all, um, 
you know, one of the greatest things I heard today was don't settle for plastic relationships. Iron sharpens iron. Ooh. That was so deep for me because you you know, you often like I said, we'll go back to if if a person is not putting purpose in your life in a relationship, right? If you saying, well, I want to start saving money, but then you have the other person, like your partner or your counterpart is over here spending like crazy, mm-hmm. right? Or if you're telling your friends, I want to go to the gym, and then you have another friend over here saying, girl, you look fine. You don't worry about that. Like, you have to reevaluate people and placement in your life. Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, and so that's on a little bit of a, that's a, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? More of a surface thing, right? Because those are, those are minor things. But when they start to do that seriously, and like, really don't want what's best for you and don't want to support you in the goals that you're setting for yourself and establishing your life, then definitely it requires reevaluation. Like, is this really someone that's adding to me or taking away from me? Are they adding to my bucket (laughs) or dipping out of my bucket? Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, different people have different views on things. So I'm going to just get into this conversation that I had early in the week with a very close friend of mine. And we were talking about how people stay in relationships because it's what's comfortable. Yep. Um, And everybody know comfort is the greatest enemy of growth. Can I, can I say that again? Yes. Comfort is the greatest enemy of growth. So you guys don't allow comfort to stop you from growing. That is, is probably my biggest pet peeve. I mean, I do it with myself sometimes, but I really, really try to push myself out of that place of like, you know, what's going to happen and get to that place of, but what if you do this, go ahead. Mm-hmm. And do it. So I'm not mm-hmm. living that what if life, like that's, right. that's just not what I want to do with myself. Right. Because people stay in those what if situations for so long until it becomes what it is. Um, so like we were just saying how, you know, some people are in relationships and they say, Oh, I stay together for the kids, <laughs> but the kids, Y'all, that's my biggest one. Like, that bothers me to my bone gristle, okay? Ooh, the gristle. <laughs> the gristle, baby, to the white meat, That though. sounds like a Tara. Was that Tara? You know, we're together for the kids. <laughs> what? Yes, oh, with Peter Gunn. Yes. yes. Yes, y'all. Like, she kept saying that, and I, I just wanted to grab her through the TV. Like, stop, because the kids seeing you fight. The kids seeing you being mistreated as a woman. The kids are seeing their dad talk to their mom any kind of way. And mind you, Tara was raising boys, all boys. Mm-hmm. So these boys are going to grow up thinking, this is the way I'm supposed to treat a woman. I watched how my mama was ra- uh, was uh, treated by my dad. And that's okay, because she stayed. It's a difference in fighting for something healthy and letting go of something unhealthy. Yes, ma'am. So, you know, you guys don't stay in, in situations that can cause harm to others. So you're not only only harming yourself, you're you're harming the little people that are watching. You know, and this this is for the people who have children and that are in marriages. Um stay with somebody because you're in love with that person, because you want to fight for your relationship. Do not stay based on the um 
the pre-notion that this is what's best for the kids. Come on now, y'all. Like, you tearing them kids down. Don't be fighting in front of them kids, cussing, fussing, hollering, slapping, pinching, biting, whatever you're doing. <laughs> Don't do all that in front of them kids. If you're going to fight, then you have to learn how to healthy fight, y'all. And it's a difference, okay? It's a difference in fighting to hurt and fighting for your point and your um uh, help me out sis your I don't know the right word necessarily but I often will ask my couples like are you fighting to win or are you know you listening to what's happening and you're willing to compromise because there's a huge difference in you just want to fight because you want to be right huge difference girl like I mean, we even talk about that with my therapist, and I'm like, girl, like, y'all, you know, when you have a therapist that can be honest with you and step on your toes and don't mind stepping on them, like, all I can tell you is put on a, put on a rougher shoe, a harder <laughs> shoe, a, a, a more gritted shoe, because she's going to tell you like it is, and that's what I really appreciate about a good therapist, like, when my husband and I are talking and we're in these therapy sessions and he'll say how he feels and then I'll say how I feel, she will conveniently slide her way in and say, look, here's what it is. Okay, you heard him say he felt like this. He heard you say you feel like this. This is what I think. And then tell me what you think. So... Mm -hmm. It's it's also accountability, y'all. And stop letting people tear you down. Like, if you are in a friendship, okay, and this friendship is, like, y'all only talk to each other to talk about people. Or y'all only come in connection when um, it's an unhealthy situation. Mm-hmm. You have to think, just like I'm going I'm to keep going back, what does this person bring into your life? Because is this person really making you better or are they hurting you? Right. I I had to ask myself that question in regards to a friend I had from high school. Um, Right. And so, you know, we've been friends for a long time, done a lot for each other. uh, And I'm sitting here like, okay, like this is my friend. Like I have, I have to be friends with her. I have to stay friends with this person. And then it just took a lot for me to realize like, girl, your own self-worth, your reflection, your awareness. Are you like, is this really all you want in this friendship? And that's when Mm -hmm. I had to step away. I mean, it literally took a, a almost physical altercation not even between me and said person <laughs> but mm-hmm. me trying to protect someone else that made me realize this is this is not what I want this person is only here when it's convenient for them and that right. is not okay right because y'all that not only wears you down physically but mentally as well like you will find yourself exhausted with the idea of a friendship or a relationship with these people like once you're not in a place where somebody can constantly uplift you and even in your relationships, your person that you're dealing with should bring out the best in you, not the worst. Okay. Y'all like <laughs> don't have somebody having you cussing every two seconds when you, you know, when you trying to say, I'm not going to do this in front of my kids. I'm not going to be this way. I'm going to do this. Really think like, what is it that I need to do? Like, where's the reevaluation within self? Like, so let's talk about self accountability. Um, that has a big 
part to do with situations and relationships because a lot of times we point the finger at other people, Mm -hmm. right? So sometimes we have to self-reflect and look at ourselves and say, what am I doing to make this person or make this situation to be this outcome? It's all about systems. You know, that's right up my alley because it's always we're we're not individual. Like we're individuals, but we don't live silos, you know, like correct. There's always some system, whether it's work, whether it's family, whether, you know, it's friendships. There's a system in your life somewhere that is contributing to your behavior and your thoughts and your feelings in some way. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just feel like, you know. Y'all have to learn what system is beneficial. So, um, you know, one of the things that I just, you know, I I draw back to is um, me. You know, I keep going back to me and I'm like, all right, girl, if you keep letting somebody do such and such, what does that have to say about you? Right. (laughs) You know, or if you're hanging around people that act like this, what do they have to say about you? Because they say, a person, you know, is a sum of the average of five people that they are around all the time or they're with all the time, right? So if you're a sum of five people, of those five people, what does that say about you? It's a good mm-hmm. question. <clears throat> I, I mean, for me, I've definitely, I mean, <laughs> especially from high school, I've grown and realized who I want around me and that's people who are positive and uplifting and root for me and I root for them. And, you know, even if we don't talk all the time, we can still come back to one another and have a conversation three months down the line. Right. And it's like, we never miss the beat, you know, like th- those right. are the kind of people I want around me. Right. And thank God for growth. Right. Like yes. we all, we all talk about that and, you know, in, like you said, if I can go and still pick up or have a, a relationship with somebody and not talk to them every day and still pick up the same way we left off, um, you know, that, like you said, that is the kind of people that I want around me, you know, because you can have somebody around you that you talk to every day and that everyday spirit is reflected on you, not in a good way. You know, it could be, it could be that that person, um, is causing some character deflection within yourself right so you just gotta sit back and say all right let me make better decisions so that these situationships these relationships these friendships can go how i need them to go in my life um speaking you know kind of on that i'm curious i guess for you and i'm glad you mentioned Mm -hmm. that you and your husband occasionally, you know, see your therapist for couple mm-hmm. work, right? Because right. as a, a therapist that works with families and couples and marriages, um, I often see that couples don't typically come in literally until they have been fighting or there's this argument and it's <laughs> six years down the line and mm-hmm. it's like, we're not addressing this. And then they come in and they're like, we want you to fix it. Stubborn. Right. Right. Yes. And want the fix all, the cure all 
to, to all of their issues and problems that have been summing up and festering over the years. Right. So it sounds like, though, that you are trying to be proactive, which is helpful in any way if you're doing therapy. Prevention right. is better than than trying to get the disease and then, you know, cure it. Then right? trying to fix it. Exactly. Right. So what was it, I guess, for you that made you say, maybe maybe this is something we need to do sometimes? Um, I think after you just get tired of the same cycles. Uh, I think that after you just take a step back and you feel like things are kind of going for the riffraff let me say this and i'm I'm gonna just use because I, I like to be practical and i like to use my own self in situations rather than use somebody else's business so i'm gonna just say the last three to four years of my marriage have been trying honey when i say the devil was like eh, i'm here and i'm here to get you <laughs> like he had a purpose and a mission to attack and i was like you know, I found myself like drained and I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this. I'm tired. I'm frustrated. I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that. Until I said, you know what? But the therapist started with me first. So let me say that. Um, you guys, before you try to fix what you have with somebody else, you got to fix yourself. Yep. That's ideal. <laughs> Rule number one. <laughs> um, so I started going to therapy on my own first and you know, as I sat there and sometimes it's harder to hear the truth from the people that love us. And, you know, it, Jamarcus could have said the same thing to me that the therapist said to me. Right. <laughs> but I didn't receive it from him because in that moment I was so heated. I was so frustrated. We got into this big old argument and I didn't want to hear nothing he had to say. Yep. But then I hear it from her and now my antennas are up. Now my flags are waving and I'm like, okay, girl, listen, this is what you got to do. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think it just took those series of situations where eventually you just take a step back and you reevaluate and you say, if I want this to work, here's what we have to do. And then you draw a line in the sand and that's it. There is, you know, you, you make it clear, you set those boundaries. And for me, it was, do I want this or do I not? And if I do want this, then how can we fix this? And yeah. how can we better this moving forward? Because a lot of times in relationships, we tend to sweep things under without ever addressing them. Yes. Which is very unhealthy. Um, so we are learning to communicate effectively, even if that's agreeing to disagree, but without the violence. You know, without the, the violence of hurting one another in the conversation or coming to a point where we're fighting nasty because there's a healthy fight, y'all. Yes, you know, there's a, there's a there's a good way that you can get through or have a um, a disagreement without getting nasty um, with the other person or with the situation. So um, I think it just boiled down to me just saying, you know what? And it was both of us. Not let me not just say me, because it was both of us. We just sat there and we just kind of looked at each other. And we was like, you know what? <laughs> what are we gonna do? <laughs> and um, we just kind of both looked at each other and was like, this not gonna work if we're trying to fix this on our own. Because clearly, it's your side. Clearly, it's my side. But we need a right side. Right. Um, so that's what they got to uh, it's really important to 
to uh, talk about that like communication bit and hearing versus listening because mm-hmm. a lot of times I mean like so there's there's Gottman who is a very amazing re- researcher on relationships and couples mm-hmm. specifically um, and he literally has created this model and there's like these four types types of communication that will predict early divorce and how likely someone is to divorce. So, you know, that's criticism, contempt for that person, defensiveness, and then stonewalling. So just completely shutting down and like, I don't want to talk. I'm done. That is problematic, especially when all four of those are happening in a relationship. Oh my goodness. And that is so true because (laughs) I am a testimony that I, y'all, I was a shutdown person. I was the one who backed up in the corner, didn't want to hear nothing, nobody, nothing he had to say about nothing else after I got all my points. Very, very unhealthy. Y'all don't get to that point, I'm Ooh, telling you. Baby, you sound like your mama. Yeah. Uh, all right, y'all. So previously, we talked about generational curses, right? <laughs> yes. Our mom is so stubborn like when I can type stubborn all caps bold letters (laughs) with the underline up under it that is her like y'all would just have to know her okay like is almost unhealthy girl like cray cray (laughs) there's no almost there it is unhealthy and she y'all and it doesn't matter who these conversations are in regards to it could be our dad it don't matter us like just trying to tell her baby you know you gotta you gotta get healthier or you know maybe you should eat that or you you know try going to the gym just for her own health right and Mm. she will literally be like well I gotta die from something (laughs) y'all that's the kind of stubborn she is yes we cannot make this up Yes, she is that kind of stubborn and we just be like mama like stop saying it you know and we we try to um, break that, you know, break that cycle because yes, y'all, our parents have been married for what twenty nine years this year. Yes, twenty nine, and we have seen good and bad. And I'm gonna just say that I applaud them for showing us the true identity of a marriage. Um, because there will be some some tough situations that you have to deal with. There will be some trust that uh, comes up and that may be broken, some commitments that may be broken. There may be um, things that you have to push through that you never could have seen coming in the forefront, you know, Mm -hmm. and, you know, a lot of times this is why people preach about having premarital counseling. It's very important, you guys. So for the people that are in relationships that are not yet married, Please, I beg of thee, please seek premarital counseling because I guarantee you what, there'll be some issues that come up that you didn't even know you had or that you didn't even know was an issue for you until after the marriage is done. And then you, you sitting there like, well, dog, I didn't know this person really existed. Like, who is this person? This ain't the person I I knew when I was, um, we were dating or courting, whatever you want to call it. Mm Mm-hmm. Please do um, premarital counseling, and I'm gonna let you talk about that since you know that's your lane. Yeah. So um, there's a there's a model if you all are interested, 
And <clears throat> you can go on the website, but you know, you can also just Google it. <laughs> um, and if, if a therapist is doing the enrich prepare model, that is specific to premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. Just there's a misconception too that premarital counseling means you have to be engaged, but this assessment and the model works for people who are also just dating you know Mm -hmm. so maybe you don't do it two months in but a year down the line if you guys think you're headed towards getting engaged and thus getting married you can also do it as well because again prevention is better than trying to find a cure at the end Correct. so the model touches on all kind of things you know like um talks about finances and spirituality and it talks about having children and your families of origin so it literally assesses all of these things that (laughs) are going and all this will come up i promise you this is year nine for us it will happen whether it's one year or seven years it will come up it will and it's, it's important to talk about that because we know I mean, well, we should know, right, that our family of origins have a lot of influence on us. So maybe we're trying so hard to change things that we go to uh, the extreme. Or maybe it's family traditions and dynamics where it's like, oh, I didn't even think about that. So you get to talk about this kind of stuff in a safe place and hopefully can be vulnerable with one another and see like, you know what, this is for me or maybe this isn't for me. But at the end of the day, I'm going to know what choice I need to make. Right. You know, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's down to the simple things. Just like you said, it can be as simple as my family get together every Sunday after church. And this is what we do every Sunday. But then you're a person that, let's say, didn't go to right. church, that didn't see your family every Sunday or hang out with these people every Sunday. You have to then figure out if this readjustment is gonna be good for you and i'm talking about in a dating room because once you get married uh easy <laughs> easy is gonna bring y'all together it's gonna tell y'all apart. yep yep so find out these things in the beginning talk about um like you said talk about finances talk about the fact be real with your with your partner or you know find out if you really want to have kids yep. or if you feel like my um uh, my goal in my life is to just be um, financially stable before I say I want to have kids. And everybody's financial stability can look different, right? So if you say, like, I mean, this came to a conversation with me and my husband, and I said, you know, we were talking about having more kids. And I was like, you know what? I will have more kids with the ability that I can stay home longer with this next child. Talk about those things up front, because then it seems like, because prior to us being able to communicate that way, it was, I ain't having no kids, no more, nope, that's it, I ain't, you know, and it was like, well, damn, you're being selfish. Because one person wants, one person doesn't, yep. right? So in the beginning, you talk about, y'all talk about the number of children you want or don't want or what have you. You talk about those financial things, where you are, what is your level of success, what does success mean to you? Um, you know, you talk about even friendships, y'all. Yep. Like getting down to friendships because yep. you find that you have, let's say, your best friend, right? When you're in a relationship, me and no, your best friend gonna know everything that's going on in y'all house. <laughs> and it's, 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 you know, it's with women, 
more than likely we share more probably than we we should um but it's having that that other confidant to um lean on and and not even just for advice just just to talk to somebody and be like oh girl i gotta let it out you know or i gotta tell you about what happened this weekend you know and sometimes that other friend is gonna give you sound advice and sometimes that friend is gonna say so what you gonna do about that or what's your accountability in it? And hey, that's what you need in your life, y'all. You want people that's going to hold you accountable for your placement and what happened, what transpired through that weekend. Right, right. And that is, um, that's an important part that you mentioned, because actually <laughs> that assessment I was talking about does <laughs> talk about that. And like, if especially if you're headed towards marriage, it touches on mm-hmm. like, well, how comfortable are, are your friend, is your friend group with this relationship and kind of assesses that even deeper because sometimes you have to make that decision. Like, do I want to be with this person and potentially lose friendships? Is this worth it? Or do mm-hmm. you know, or is this friendship more important than said person I'm in a relationship with? Because sometimes, sometimes your friends will see stuff that you do not see. That you do not see. And they see. don't mean Same for your tea. mom and them. Yep, your mom and them might see something and might be telling you, girl, <laughs> I don't think that's the right. one. <laughs> Y'all, and it's because they've been through some things. They've seen those signs. You know, they they, they are aware of what is what's what's in their face, right? Even character character flaws. You you know, some people, like you said, some people will pick up on things that you may not see because your love is so blind right now. Right, that 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 love that love has a uh, cover over your yep. eyes, so you can't see what your friend may see. All right, especially if you value that friend in your life, and they might be telling you, "Girl, um, you know, I kind of seen that he was looking at such and such when he when we was over there, and I seen he kept looking at her." But here's the thing, right? You want to make sure that that friend that you actually value that friendship with that person is telling right. you, right? Because you don't want that person to be deterring you away from something that may be good for you versus trying to get what's good versus trying to get what it is that you got. Yep. Okay. So it's important to learn who your friends are too. That's why you gotta who check, you really call it. You gotta friend. check all that stuff. You gotta be evaluating hmm. all the time. That doesn't mean you have to, you know, be vigilant and ain't anxious all the time about those things, but you know yourself, you know your friends. If And if you don't know your friends, then you need to know your friends. Shame on you if you yep. don't. Because you should know. Let me tell y'all something. There should not be a person that you are a friend with that you can't say, um, oh girl, I ain't gonna bring my man around her. She said, <laughs> baby, well then that ain't I don't friend. understand that concept <laughs> at all. But it happens. Like, it's so relevant, y'all. I, I know people in circles that say or feel like that. Like, they really feel like, oh, I can't bring my friend around, my um, man around such and such because, baby, she, you know, she might wear some short shorts or she might sway this way. Come on, y'all. That should not be your friend then. That's not the person that you... Trife life. That you... Trife life. So... <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's all about reevaluation. Okay, <laughs> you do. You have to evaluate everything. Yes, yes, honey. Um, so you know, in, in speaking about relationships, you know, there are definitely relationships all around. Work relationships too. 
Oh heck yeah! <laughs> like, <laughs> oh that's a good one. Cause I I, I was kind of waiting on it. Um, you know, as I've sat back and learned within these last few years of watching myself go through some things at work, um, you find relationships that are only work relationships mm-hmm. and some relationships that y'all can be friends outside of work. Um, and you want somebody that you work with that's going to be uplifting. That's not going to be Debbie Downer. That's not going to be like, girl, uh, yeah, well, you ought to tell them. <laughs> like, <laughs> y'all watch them friends like that, okay? Or watch them coworkers like that because that coworker could be trying to steal your lights, okay? Or that coworker could be molding you into what it is that they see, like the potential in you, okay? So you have to ask for a spirit of discernment with any relationship, workship, friendship, relationship, whatever ship, like we said, all the ships that we're going to talk about today, um, you know, just ask for that discernment because, yeah, <laughs> the devil was the best angel. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. It a lot of times what may look good to us is not good for, for us. us. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so hard being like a a, a therapist, especially for mm-hmm. the young women that I see, because you know, obviously, as a, as a therapist, I can't go and say, "Oh, you do be in that relationship." Like that's not appropriate for me to say. I could be thinking it <laughs> right. and you know and, and talk about right. like oh do you know do you think that's healthy tell me more about that what's your idea of that to kind of try to help people build insight but sometimes I just want to knock somebody over the head and say no no this is this relationship is not healthy like <laughs> right. please stop you getting ugh. right <laughs> right and I think that's you know that that's the fine line of being a therapist or being able to tell somebody, girl, look, <laughs> you need to remove yourself right. from that situation. Especially if they disclose certain things to you. Um, especially if I'm talking like verbal or yes. physical abuse. Um, especially if they've had past traumas and they've they've disclosed these these chapters to you in their life and now they're embarking on this different level and yet you as a therapist you're seeing things that they're telling you about this new person that they bought into their life that is triggering or can trigger some of those emotions or some of that stuff from Mm -hmm. the past and you're like "Mm, now you got to sit back and do your homework to figure out how can I tell her this without crossing the professional line right how can I mention to her that, okay, you've dealt with this neglect in your past, yet this person is dodging your phone calls. This person may go missing for a month or two, and they kind of playing with your life like a yo-yo, right? And you see this, and you like, you just want to holler from the highest building, girl, leave now. You know, like, you you want to tell her that right. I get this. But she's so caught up in these emotions of thinking that I really like this person, you know, and and he does this, you know, kind of making excuses for her. But in the back of her mind, she just needs somebody to validate it 
So you have to find that fine rim of how can I validate, pay attention to them flags. You know, like, what is your scope on that? Because like you said, it's kind of hard to, you know, professionally, you can't say, all right, girl, leave him. That ain't where it's at. So what do you what do you do in that situation? You know, with that, you really just have to, like you said, walk a fine line because there is, in a sense, a power differential. When most people come to therapy, mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're supposed to be the professional. You're the expert. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm the expert in these models. Yes, I'm the expert in maybe helping you move past something, but I'm not the expert on your life. So I can't give Correct. you that advice, you know, and I think that's what people get confused. They're like, well, you, all you do is give advice all day. No, no, it's not that. No. And it's not always cut and no. dry like that. It ain't always black and no, white. Like you that. have to, you really have to, you know, maybe just, like I said, point out, Hey, you know, this, this, this person sounds a, kind of is reminding me of, of, you know, your dad, we've talked about this. There's some things. That, that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. So you bring it to their attention in a yeah, different way. That's how you do it. You try, like I say, you try to help them develop self-awareness and insight and figure out like, is this really for me? And, you know, when they ask that question, because I've had some people flat out say, well, what would you do? And I'm like, well, we're different people. You know, <laughs> Don't you like this? <laughs> like, we're, we're different people. We have different backgrounds and upbringings. So, so let's see. Tell right. me what you're thinking about doing and let's talk through that. Right. And all of that plays factors into situations because it's some things that I talked to my sister about, you guys, that, um, that I may not even talk to my other married friend about. And it is because I want the clinical approach to it, right? And then, or sometimes I might talk to my married friend about this and be like, so tell me, what would be your placement? And I'm going to tell you guys, what is the thing with this, with that placement stuff? You have to give the full story. You cannot just give your (laughs) side. Or you can't just give their side. Yeah, you can't give it from, well, he said such that. Well, tell him what you see. <laughs> you know, like you, <laughs> because that happens a lot, right? When people in therapy, they'll tell you, "Well, he doing this, he doing this, he doing this," but they never mention the things that they're doing yes. to contribute, or the things that they're lacking to, um, you know, to that person. And it's like, y'all, every it can't be one sided. Every every situationship relationship. All that means multiple. So it's never one sided. It's always the both of you or what what you what you did versus what this person did. So be careful with what advice you're seeking and also what answers you're giving because you only know what they told. Right. Yeah. That's why um as a as a therapist, I don't know if everybody has this philosophy. Me personally, it's for me as a marriage and family therapist. I don't start with an individual and then go into strictly couples. Now, if someone wants to have their partner Mm -hmm. join for a session or two here or there, that's perfectly fine. But I've already aligned with that person. They've already told me their side of things. They're already telling me their experiences. So if it comes in like, oh, well, now I want to start couples. I'm like, um, no, because I'm already biased. I'm on your team. I'm on your side. That's not appropriate for me because I already have 
X, Y, and Z feelings towards this partner or this person. Towards this partner, right? Based on what we developed and talked about, and what yes. you told me, which is which is then true to go back to that. I only know what you have allowed yep. me to know. Okay, or what you shared with me. That's so, like you said, I've already built this bias. So mm-hmm, I don't know if you might want me to get in here, but I can refer you to somebody who can, who y'all can start this together. together. Right. That's why it's also important right. to be careful. Um, like when you want support, I can totally understand that. But even from friends and family, because if you build your partner or this friend out to be this really negative person, because you only tell <laughs> them about the negative parts of your relationship, they're going to have probably a negative viewpoint. A biased yeah. opinion. Yes, absolutely. So if you're gonna be doing that, tell tell like you said, tell the whole story or make sure you tell, you tell some of what this person is doing right as well. <laughs> right. And that's also effective with fighting, you guys. You know, sometimes it's easy to start with the positives. Okay. So it's easier to uplift somebody first and then get into something that's been bothering yes. you, right? So the compliment you know, sandwich. You start with the good, in the middle you have the negative, and then you end with the good. <laughs> right, right. You know, and that, that's that's a hard level to get to um, in a relationship. And I could say I'm just getting to that point. <laughs> like, um, I'm just getting to the point where I'm learning how to uplift and then to say how I feel and then to go back to the good because if not you're in on a yep. negative note and you know we all know they say don't go to bed angry don't go to bed mad don't leave the other person in a, in a heated argument that could have been the last word that you ever got to say to that person you know and then you feel some type of guilt if something happened or you feel some type of whatever like watch what you say words could deep they do, but I have to <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna contradict that just a little. You're gonna challenge, challenge me. Come on, let's go. Because I I understand that phrase. I know that comes from a lot of our parents and like old school mm-hmm. upbringing. I think it's okay mm-hmm. to go to bed angry or not necessarily angry like you don't want to just be mad first of all that's gonna mess with your sleep anyway but I think it's okay Mm. to take Uh, a break from that conversation take you a time out because that's healthy because if you're going in a circular argument and it's not making sense and you literally keep touching on the same thing and you neither of you are processing that's going to end up with more frustration than anything so sometimes if you need to take a step away and say you know what time out I need 30 minutes, I need an hour if it's the end of the night, then you go to bed and then you get back up and you come back to the conversation once people have had time to process. But that's the important part is coming back to it and not just letting it fester and sleep. Not just sweeping it under the rug. Absolutely. Now, I don't think that was a challenge because I wholeheartedly agree with everything you just said. Um, So I'm going to agree with you on that. Um, I do think that it's important to um sometimes give things a break because sometimes when you have a break it allows you to readjust that lens that focus of that lens right and it allows you to sometimes take a step back and actually replay the whole situation 
right? The whole argument, the whole fight of what happened and what's the reason behind y'all fighting. Because you could have started at the notion that um, this was the purpose of this, and then it got so carried away and drawn out. <laughs> All right, we're gonna cut this short because we ain't getting nowhere and it's the fight is only getting nasty and right. nasty, right? So you take a step back and you stop and you say, All right, what happened? What was we even mm-hmm. arguing about? You know, and, and a lot of times if you have to ask yourself that, y'all choose your fights. <laughs> choose your battles in your situationships because if you can't even sit back and remember the thought of what you all were even talking about, that means it just got drawn off of nothing. Y'all, there was no purpose in or whatever behind what you was talking about. So you just got to sit back and say, let me take some time and think about this. And then you approach the person differently, yep. right? Because you knew that the first approach was not the best approach because look what happened. So we learn a lot um, going through these situations. And we learn what not to do the next yeah. time, right? I think that's really important. You have because I think that's the goal. You have to stick to just one topic. If if it's something to discuss mm-hmm. or an argument, you know, you stick to that one thing and try to resolve that. Because if you try to bring in five thousand other things, it's gonna mm-hmm. right. And then y'all gonna be like you said, going in a circle. Y'all going to be spinning wheels. You know, you, you, it's like the kids in, on, on the little power wheels, they get in the grass and they can't go nowhere. <laughs> so now they're just digging a hole and they just they will just keep spinning. That's what's going to happen. Because now you've gotten too much involved and it could be a lot of stuff that you've been holding in. Right? And and you just found this one fight was the opportunity for you to let go and say everything. Uh-uh. Don't do that. Don't do that. Take it from me, y'all. Don't do that. When you have an issue, address it. Find the right time to address it. Let's let's talk about timing. Yeah, that's a good point because if I, I'm going to be honest, for me, if I'm hungry and you try to come to me <laughs> with something that I don't want to hear right now, <laughs> you're going to get the mad me because I'm hangry and I don't want to talk about it. Let me eat first. <laughs> right, and that's, that's a big part of knowing who you're talking with. So, like you said, if I say... Okay, I know my sister not going to be her best person or not going to be at her best when she's hungry, right? And I say, well, sis, call me after you finish eating. There's some stuff I want to talk to you about. So I know that now I'm getting the best her, right? That means I've learned who this person is and when I can address certain things. The same thing in your relationships, y'all. If you know that when this person get off from work, they done had a crappy day or they might have had a long day, learn when to converse or when to have these moments with that person. Like for me, for for my relationship, Jamarcus would always tell me, like, let's say we would go to bed in a mm-hmm. in a fight. I would be that person that would get up in the morning and send a three paragraph text. <laughs> and he was like, don't do this. Like I don't want to start my day like this. Like don't wake up with this stuff on your mind and like let's just talk about it when I get home because now you built this mindset in this person and they're thinking about this all day so you could have messed up their productivity during that day you could have just caused them to have an attitude with everybody (laughs) 
that came into their peripheral for whatever reason, and it ain't nobody fault. <laughs> you know, Just so snapping on folks for no reason. <laughs> yeah, girl, watch the timing that you address um, certain things with people. You know, learn the patterns of that person and learn timing um, with issues or concerns that you may have. Um. Another big thing, I don't know why suddenly this is this has been on my mind when it comes to like just relationships in general. I found myself mm-hmm. especially this week with my clients saying more about and reminding people, make sure you're very careful when you have arguments or communicate because it doesn't even have to be an argument. You could just be talking right. about someone or to someone. Um, making sure to try to remove the person from their behavior you know they're not the same thing Mm. and I think people will be like you know this is a bad person because they made a bad decision no not necessarily that could be a good person who just made a poor choice in the moment or who was frustrated or whatever so it's really important to recognize that and not you know talk about someone's character when when you're discussing these kind of things because if you go and you're like you know being really rude to a person they're not gonna feel good and i wouldn't want to listen to somebody talk down to me either absolutely Uh, i think that's important what you just said you know a lot of times we have good people that may not make the best decisions but there's so much that plays into people's decisions y'all like like we like we was just talking about timing right if i'm the person at work then let's say let's say my supervisor going through something mm-hmm. at home with his wife and um I come in and I drop something on the floor whoa like I just like and he starts yelling at me right and I'm not understanding dude like why are you making such a big deal out of this I just dropped it like I'm gonna clean it up you know that's what you telling yourself right, right? why you know and without you knowing the backstory of what this person is actually going through, you don't know why they're reacting the way that they are. So that little, what they say, molehill turned into a mountain. Y'all, because you don't know the factors that are inclusive with the person's behavior. So a lot of times we, we, we do, we take it out on the people that it don't, that ain't had nothing to do with it. We turn these molehills into mountains. You know, the argument was so much intensified because we have all these other things going on. It's just give people credit when credit is due. Yeah. So this is where it turns back into what we were talking about in the beginning is self-awareness and self-reflection. I have definitely Mm -hmm. learned that as I've gotten older and more aware of myself is like if I'm Mm -hmm. hungry or if I'm frustrated by something at work I do tend to be more irritable and you know working Mm -hmm. with people all day sometimes I get off and I'm just like I don't want to talk to anybody but I try very girl I know that feeling very very hard to not do that to the people I live with and if I do and I catch myself or like I see a facial expression or someone kind of points it out to me because I've asked for that like I will take accountability and apologize. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, you know, come off that way for you. I'm just frustrated by X, Y, and Z. So I, X, I apologize. Y, Z. Yeah, y'all. And also what's important is to give people their space. 
Okay. So in relationships, you also have to learn how to create healthy space because like you said, sometimes I just don't want to talk when I get off. I've been mentally drained by talking to people all day about their issues and, and problems and, and concerns and everything else. And sometimes, you know, sometimes in a day, um, in, in behavior health, um, in a whole, we deal with a lot, y'all. You know, sometimes conversations come across that you just ain't prepared for. Right, right. <laughs> like, you don't know what's about to happen, what's about to come out of these people's mouth. You just don't know. Um, and you have to somehow, at the end of the day, remove work from your personal being. So when you when when you tend to do that, you know, sometimes it can play over and you're like, I'm just tired. And it's okay for you to walk in the house and say, look, y'all, I, I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be nasty, but I'm just not feeling it today. It's okay for you to address that and let those people know, I'm tired. I'm not, you know, I'm kind of not in the mood and I'll talk to you mm-hmm. tomorrow. And let th- those people need to be okay with you providing that safe space. Because if, let's say, you don't say that, and then they say something, and then you flash out. They don't know what what's happening. Why are you flashing out on me? Just the same thing I just said about the supervisor. Why are you flashing out on me? Because you didn't communicate with that person and tell them what you're going right. through. Right. And you know, if that person can't understand, like sometimes you just need your space. Sometimes you need to be your own mm-hmm. person. Then again, maybe mm-hmm. that requires reevaluation. Maybe this is not the person that you know I need to be around. Time or be with. While I'm feeling like exactly. this. right, right, girl. Let's let's just. I mean, we can just call today just reevaluation, you know, um, because it, it's a lot to do with self, and it's also a lot to do with those people who you allow to invade yourself. Yes. <laughs> Um, I I laugh a little because I was I just thought of you know the Kelly Rowland song motivation and then I'm like (laughs) reevaluation in my head I can't sing but that's what I was thinking I was like yeah I see it right (laughs) bobbing my head over here like the song played right like I'm I'm feeling it I see (laughs) you know and that's that's what's important it's important at the end of the day to um, reevaluate. Um and focus on making yourself better so that your relationships can be better. Absolutely. Um, so that you can be the best you, so that that person who you're dealing with can provide you the best them. Um, and even in family, you know, we get caught up in dealing with family or basically not dealing with them. Right? Because sometimes we mm-hmm. cut them off. If you like me, I will. I'm just saying. I, I don't, I'm not saying that to be nasty, but, like, I can't allow a negative um, person, family or friend, to just invade my space so much to where it's, re- it's making my energy off. Like, it's offsetting who I right. am. So, guess what? I'm going to love you from a distance. And if it's hey, hi, and bye, then that's what it's going to be. 
Yeah. Um, I'm learning not to force those relationships. I, and I and that is that's actually really important too, because I don't know if it's just you know or mostly our black community, but there's that idea mm-hmm. of oh well they're family. You know you you gotta love this person. You gotta allow them in your life. And I'm like you're no one is entitled to you, and you no. can love family and not like family. Right, because you have to hold yourself accountable right so I'm gonna I just need to go back because something in what I was reading the other day I'm trying to find my notes y'all um ooh that girl got notes I do it was about the distraction of you um I can't find it you guys I think I wrote it somewhere else but um it 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 was about uh a book you know and and i'm gonna find it because it's gonna bother me if i don't find (laughs) it and i I really want to tell y'all what i wanted to say so give me a minute go ahead sis you lead the conversation (laughs) i feel like uh jeopardy right now (laughs) (laughs) is that that is jeopardy right yeah, that's I Jeopardy. Think. I'm like, dang, I, I, my memory is terrible. I can't, I can't think. Um, right. But yeah, I just, I think it's important to know yourself in a relationship and outside a relationship because actually, the relationship with yourself is just as important as the relationship with other people. So that's where that kind of, you know, self reflection, self care comes in. You can't give someone your all if you don't have your all. Absolutely. I I believe it. I believe it. it. And it's it's like it it can become um stagnant, you know, or or you you can become stagnant in a relationship or a situation where um that person is just like I I don't know. I'm just I'm just trying to get y'all out of the uh, out of the mindset of um just being uh, okay with, like we said, comfort. Right. Just being okay with where you are. No, y'all. Growth is absolutely necessary. If this person ain't growing with you, then you might be outgrowing them. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So, like I was saying, um, you know, you gotta find what the purpose is in a relationship for this season right so yeah. it's either um you know people are gonna grow with you or are you gonna grow without them that's questions that need answers because you are your biggest asset you guys oh yes 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 i am loving this topic me too i can go on and on like <laughs> i mean it, it it can definitely turn into, um, you know, a series because when, when you when you stop and you you, you realize um, it's time to focus on you. That's not just necessarily meaning you're leaving other people behind. You know what I'm saying? Like that can that can mean no. Let me reevaluate once again, and let me focus on me. To see what I need to do for me. There's nothing wrong with being selfish sometimes. <laughs> no, I consider that selfless. 
I mean, thank I you. Do it wrong, but that's how I see it. Absolutely. <laughs> Me too. I'm with you on it. Oh my goodness. So, um, we decided last time we talked that we would kind of just briefly touch on maybe a black owned business. So last time I mentioned a boutique and then my sister was talking about her drops. Mm -hmm. Um, So today I thought about talk, you know, since actually we talked about self-care just a second ago, um, there is a great uh, online shop that is Mm -hmm. called Sweet Magnolia. um, And it's a lot of stuff that's offered like for, uh, face, facial care, skin care, beauty, um, bath teas, and it is a black owned business by a young mm-hmm. lady that is out of Mississippi. So cool. I love that, that, uh, skincare line. I use it every morning. I wash my face. It's really mild, all natural stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the toner is really good. It's been making my face glow. Cool. So <laughs> I'm going to mention, um, there is a young lady out here locally in the Baton Rouge um, area. She's actually in Zachary. And I'm going to mention Jackie um, with JV Aesthetics. Jackie does makeup. She does facials. Um, she is getting into this season, y'all, of skincare and promoting um, healthy skin regimens and if you're in the Zachary area, if you're looking for a good person to do a good facial, you just want to take some time and relax. Um, also, I'm going to mention Glow by Lauren, um, which is she makes these all natural uh, facial products um, for your skin. She has a clay mask. She has toners. Um, they're both here local in Louisiana. Um and I just want to give y'all, you know, some tips and some things and reach out to JV Aesthetics. If you're here, if you're looking to get that makeup done for a little party or what have you, hit her up. She is bomb. Like when my sister came down here, she got her makeup done by um Jackie. Yep. So shout out to Jackie. She did a great job. And y'all, it's important to have somebody listen. Okay. And she listens. So if you say, I don't want it heavy, I want it like this. She's going to do what you are asking, okay? So, um, this is my girl, y'all, for that good <laughs> that good old facial. Because I'm getting <laughs> like a little wine down time. Yes, get into that self-care, right? Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. Um, but we are super appreciative of y'all joining us today. Absolutely, you guys. And we hope today's message um, helped you. Um, and if you have any questions or concerns or anything like that, like we always tell y'all how to contact us, how to reach us, hit us up, give us some feedback, let us know what y'all think, let us know how you feel, let us know if you have any topics specifically that you like to address. We're always here and we'll always bring it up. If you don't want to, we will. Sure will. We're on Instagram. We have our email, period, sis, the podcast at gmail.com. And those uh, businesses we just talked about will be on our Instagram post. So if you want to shop with any of them, all you have to do is go on to our IG page. You can click that link and support these businesses. Absolutely. So uh, we're going to end this Sunday in a positive note. 
and we hope you all enjoyed and we will talk to you again next week that's the plan <laughs> right so yep. we in um what we call a pandemic yes that's the plan all right <laughs> so thanks you guys for joining us today and we look forward to talking to you again next week bye bye Thank you.